Welcome to the JRD Hogcast. Your Razorback podcast for fans by fans. Here's your host, Dylan Lee. Joy, as always, with his co-host, Jordan Russell. And their producer, Luke Griggs. We are back. How was your Christmas, buddy? It was good. Very good. How did that uh, banana pudding cheesecake thing turn out? Well, we uh, we do have the contest amongst my siblings, my brothers, and we figure out who makes the best darn dessert as it was this year, although they backtracked and said pies. And I think I got the W. I really do. You do? <laughs> is, there, is there any left? No. Then you won. That, that's kind of how I judged it. There, so <laughs> there was a Christmas Eve and a Christmas Day deal. And it didn't make it past Christmas Eve. You definitely got the W. Right? I feel like it's there. Yeah. I mean, I've had your banana pudding, and there wasn't any left of that. I don't want to talk about it, but there wasn't any left of that. So you putting that in a cheesecake form, which is interesting to me. Yeah. I've got to try it. It was solid stuff. Next get-together we have, you you know what you're doing, right? Oh, man. Are you a a one-hit wonder? No. Can you do it again? I, I can do it again. Who Who won the car race? Okay, so the car race was won by my brother with a uh, was it modified? Oh yeah, heavily. <laughs> heavily modified. So um, You didn't put the JRD mobile in first place? I did not put the JRD mobile in first place. Good lord. But you like that though, huh? I did until I found <laughs> out it lost. Until I found out it was second place. It had as many wins as the Arkansas Razorback football team did. And there was only three races. So, hey. Well, that means you got best two out of three. Yeah. I know. It, so was, you... it was bracket. Bracket. Uh, bracket. So we, had a, we had a quality team. You and, ran into uh, a North Carolina. Yeah. It was a, we had a quality team, and um, we just couldn't get the job done on the final, but it was a tough matchup. Was there a lot of hurt in that locker room? Well, we, we, we went into. Was there a lot of hurt in the pits? We, we went into the race pretty vanilla by design. But, I mean... You only had 30% of your car working, right? We're, we're going to take this. We're going to build off of it. It, I will say it was unacceptable. <laughs> and, yeah, like you said, there is a lot of hurt in that pits. But we will we will come back next year with vengeance. I hear, you know, my brother is the race master on this kind of stuff. So, I uh, I have heard that we we will be doing the Pinewood derby cars so like the gravity kind of cars and if that's okay. the case we got a whole year to build we can do this um is that one you'll be in no 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 it, it's the like wood ones that you just start them off off the gate and they click it and pew. oh gotcha gotcha yeah, yeah, gotcha yeah. where you this year say. was like a pullback Right, yeah. Pullback race, and it was... The a, winding, or whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, the wind-up kind of deal. I will say, if you're actually getting into, like, a... What are they called? The soapbox derby, or whatever? Yeah. Like, we about to start training. You're going <laughs> to lose some weight. We need you as light as you can be. We're going to need some aerodynamics. You're going to have to... <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's good. Glad you had a good Christmas, buddy. Some um, some stuff went down over our week off. Yeah, there was plenty of stuff, and we we definitely have plenty to talk about. Right off the top of my head, I feel like OC talk. Well, yeah, that's got yeah, that's, that's the biggest one that, that finally got answered. Mm-hmm. Scale of one to ten, early uh, early rankings, if you will. Where do you put the hire of Kendall Browles? One to ten, he said. Mm-hmm. Got solid seven, seven point five. Seven. I, can't, I had it right about a reason, six and a half. Yeah, for some reason I can't push it to an eight. Um, everybody have, wants to bring up the baggage side of things and. With how everything went down on Baylor, it's a weird deal to be brought up because ultimately you don't know how much he did or didn't know and all that stuff. And you're getting him at a discount, honestly. You're... Well, we're gonna, or I want to circle back to what you just brought up there, but let's let's talk strictly football for a second. Okay. Everybody we got in the backfield. Everybody we got out wide. Let's just go ahead and mention it. Another part of the you know, news that we can react to is Boyd coming back. So we've got a, yes, sir. And now we got 
or still have a yeah boy. Boyd. Yeah. So that's exciting. That uh, that's I'm that's not... got to be the biggest news of the off season, right? Keeping him, yeah. Aside from Pittman and being hired and all that, you know, all the coaching, but well, the fact that keeping two players, I think, really, the fact that we uh, kept Devin Bush and then or the we got him, Boyd. So yeah, <laughs> big deal there. But uh, so we got Boyd. We saw what he can do with a less than stellar offensive line. We've got Sam Pittman, who is some would argue the best offensive line mind in the game. Uh, we got Kendall Browles, who has a pretty good track record of, uh, you know, offensive coordinator. Do we get excited? Do we bump those wins up a little bit that we talked about? I mean, obviously, we'll honestly with the news that Boyd coming back, I think you get a win out of that. Now with Browles compound in there, there might be another win. But I'm also, you know, wasn't thinking too high of this team going into. <laughs> like no. so I was sitting at a four four win probably and those weren't gonna be all non con and then, you know, maybe you can squeeze out another game or two in there. So I think it's Vegas will probably sit us at a five when it all you know, when the season comes so? around. You think that high, that many? I don't know. For the Vegas line I would think like a four or five over under. They'll probably I'm putting it at a four for Vegas. I mean they can play with those halves, so they'll probably sit at a four and a half. Just yeah, to, right. Just to get just that Just to make money. it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. I think it's a big uh a big get. Uh do you is where did he rank? I know you mentioned him, but where did he rank on your I don't know. Was he in your top five of OCs you wanted to get after? I know you was high on Rich Rod. Yeah, Rich was probably my number one. Uh, the the stuff that gets me with Kendall is doesn't stay long, you know, but he also is really just trying to clean his name. So, he's hasn't had lengthy stays since Baylor, because of Baylor, <laughs> right? And but you really go look into it, and what we get look, to look at is Houston. I feel like it's a lot of his own stuff there, and then F A F A U. It's tough to tell how much didn't have you know Lane Kiffin's fingerprints on it, but you see a lot more in the Bryles kind of offense. Because, you know, this is a Bryles offense. So, mm. you know, if you liked what Art Bryles was doing at Baylor, then you should get, you know, forget about as a man and all that kind of stuff, what, all the stuff that happened with Bryles and just strictly at the football side of things. You should be a little excited because there's a lot of corresponding deals. Although I think there's going to be a little bit of headaches because you're going to see some parallels to stuff that Chad Morris wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But that also makes the transition a little easier. It right. also tells you, because a lot of people thought as soon as Sam Pittman was hired that we would be going back to a, you know, powerhouse, pound, you know, yeah. pro style, run them. But he pretty much bit that in the butt real quick. Well, you know, in the ground and pound also, the uh, the good thing about spread RPO is you can still get a very good look of that. Yep. but be out of the spread so well they nope. it's like a it's kind of a super spread so i spent last night really diving into kendall Bryles scheme and everything of that sort from what i could see on netflix and they want to refer to it as a you know fear and shoot essentially with the mm-hmm. inside read options and the rpo built out of that but where they spread it out more is the fact that like their inside guys will be on the numbers they very they don't play inside the hashes very often so they use every bit of that, which Boyd should be loving it because the box should be at five or six. Because at that right. point, if if they're going to load the box against us, then our receivers are eating all day. Right. That's so. that's interesting. What do you say on Netflix? No, you do. You said Netflix. Yeah, I say, oh. yeah. So what do you think about the connection between the Houston quarterback uh, Derek King coming here, a little bit of rumblings. Do you do you want to mess with that? Me personally, I don't. I'm ready to have our guy, yeah. KJ. Or we love KJ, but if it's not KJ, I'm just ready to have our guy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird deal. It kind of just seems like I, you know, Mike Woods maybe added somebody with a smirk when he did it, and people ran with that, or just the fact that 
King sat out, but when King sat out, he essentially said that it was so to build up a senior season, which was unique for college football, and there's a whole lot of underlining stuff with that. And mm-hmm. without diving too much into that, if that's something you guys haven't like looked into, it's worth Google, and there's plenty of articles on that to kind of see how Houston did their season this year. It's pretty unique, and I think it really plays into this probably the anti-four game red shirt stuff. So that's one thing you want to just kind of dive into the inner workings. Anti-four game stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that you're saying it wrong. I'm just not catching it. The red shirt rule. So cause that's essentially what King did. He red this right. year. So they come back next year because from the sounds of it, <laughs> head coach essentially told him, like, hey, we're going to build yeah. up and we don't need you next year. So not wasted. Like that's a unique deal. Uh, it's bad for the game. I think. I think overall, anyone that plays this game is a competitor, and it really doesn't matter, you know, where you're at. You want to try to win the game. But if I remember them. correctly, he didn't say his coach told him, but he also said his coach his coach told him to. Yeah. Well, it's like I said, like we you know, there, there's plenty to go and dig on that side of things. And right. Look at it. But anyway, him coming here. What do you think? If that ends up being legit, I think it could cause some issues, honestly, because I think I think KJ can do it. And this year that we're going into, in terms of recruiting class, so twenty twenty one recruiting class mm-hmm. is the people that we need to be looking at. Like we get a quarterback out of that class, I think we're fine depth wise. I think any of them can run the offense enough efficiently. At least we'll see yeah. what they showed. So you're kind of where I'm at. We don't need any more transfers. At the quarterback position, we can get them anywhere else, but solidify that damn quarterback room. That's it. That thing is honestly right now been a little bit too sporadic. The problem, though, is the last two years, three years, let's go two years there. We've been so fluid with the quarterback situation that the fan base is so used to it that they're quick to pull the trigger. But really, what we need right now is to have an op- absolute ride or die that we go into maybe out of spring, you have that competition, but when you go into fall camp, it's this is your room, K.J. Jefferson. But also, mm-hmm. one thing that I think needs to happen is you need to have another talk with Nick Starkle because with Kendall Bryles, Bryles being back in, or coming here, you can have that conversation with Nick Starkle because he definitely has plenty of arm talent, and I just feel mm-hmm. like he wasn't getting... Uh, developed like he should have been. Plenty so, of... Um... He should be able to thrive in this system, too, because, honestly, when you go look at the route combinations, it's pretty simple. If It's, it's, it's Big 12. Oh, no. Are you, we you, going straight OU? You, it's, it's close, man. It's, it's... There isn't a tree there. Let's just... The route <laughs> concepts are pretty simple from what I would say. But, well, um, you know, things can develop as, you know, depending on what how much he gets from the head coach. There's so many inner workings on the backside of it that we don't see and all we see are during the games. So So we he had a stop at O C obviously at Baylor as an actual offense coordinator. A year at Florida Atlantic, a year at Houston, a year at Florida State. Mm-hmm. Did you get a glimpse of all that? Or um, is it his more recent stuff? I'm just curious if it might have So I, I watched um I got through Houston, a lot of Houston and FAU just because that was kind of his inner workings and getting the groundwork. But when you're when you're there for years, you know, year stops, it's really mm-hmm. hard to see like one, how much do you have installed? Because you're not you're ultimately not going to, which means you're playing simplified, you're gonna be but it's also stuff that we're gonna be seeing next year. Because if he thinks that he can go and install this at FAU, he's gonna try to install it here. So now the Florida State stuff, it was execution. Like there was a lot of good play calling because I did watch what I could of F- FSU. It was good play calling, just poor execution. He had a dude at running back, and I feel like he just kind of laid on him and tried to get him there. So It seems like he tries to work the playmakers very well, which makes me wonder. He does have a wildcat in there. He hasn't shied away from that. And if you're looking at this team, Boyd isn't the one you want running wildcat. No, no. He he needs that step and kind of time to read it. I honestly I didn't didn't love it at the time, but probably the best wildcat we had was 
Burks as far as being able to make something happen, yep. you know, outside the numbers. I mean, we didn't run it that much, but that anyway, this past year was just yeah. full of interesting stuff. But to the, so you're, to, to the casual fan, they're going to see some stuff and just be like, man, this doesn't seem any different from what we've seen the last two years. You're going to see a lot of smoke and mirrors a little bit in the backfield. And the idea behind that for, you know, coaching philosophy style is to lull them. You know, make mm-hmm. them fall asleep and catch them sleeping. Complacency, you want something of that. There's probably going to be a mesh point of three or four, you know, in terms of options on that side of things. A lot of jet motion. So, but it's, you know, their tempo is actually tempo. So, me personally, like we. Legitimate tempo. Yeah, not... yeah, me personally, we call it NASCAR. Uh, everyone, you know, Cheetah, NASCAR, Turbo, anything like that mm-hmm. is typically going to be that. But when they when they hit NASCAR, it definitely shows. It's not a get to there, check with me. We're gonna sit here and play around for you know ten, fifteen seconds. Right. So that was promising. Yeah, not just whatever was happening. So get this out of the way real quick. Did you see the Bo Nix take from Auburn? No, because like I said, uh, that guy that is their new offensive coordinator. Um, I I I am gonna try my best, and you guys can call me on it. I'm going to try my best to not mention their offensive coordinator by name. I just feel oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm burnt out, you know? Interesting. Well, I am too, but I saw this and I found it, I believe, actually, the last show where like, we're done talking about Morris, but here it is. <laughs> um, and it's more so in the comedic role, I guess, because, you know, we have uh, Twitter dirt and we have burning you up and we're always mad and stuff. This one's kind of funny to me. Yeah. Uh, there was an article in the. I guess Auburn, I don't I didn't even pay attention to where it was newspaper. Those those still exist. And um Bo Nix was quoted saying he was encouraged by Chad Morris's track record. Uh, do you have a track record for Morris? Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. the OC at uh Auburn. So the OC at Auburn, like if we're gonna use the idea of track record. We're going to run a 400-meter, and we're going to look at the first 200 meters, which evolves as Clemson, and then we're just going to forget about the back 200 meters. That's a good analogy. <laughs> but seriously, one of the one of the comments on there was something along the lines of, what track record is he speaking of? And then he just goes through the list of bad stuff, you know, like undeveloped quarterback play, stale offense. I believe there was a vanilla by design mantra. Um, what was it? Left lane, um, left lane, blow a spark plug or something like that. I mean, left lane hazards on. Yeah. Do you, do you think that, uh, I personally don't believe this was ever said, to be honest with you. I don't believe that this was, I feel like players got to have coach speak just like the rest of them. Well, that's what I'm saying. I I feel like it was more of a, Hey man, you're probably gonna get asked this question. Just, you know, pull something out your ass, see what happens. Here's your, he here, here's your talking points. <laughs> Let's move on. He can't be serious though. Like I said, the last uh, last show. I, now here here's what I probably don't like him. here's probably what Bo Nix is excited about. It's because Chad Morris knows Deshaun Watson and that he knows Todd Boyd, and it's like, hey, can you give me them digits? I need somebody <laughs> to work out with Summer. Now, if you wanna if you wanna work out with uh. Watson, Deshaun Watson. I'm not sure what Taj Boyd's doing these days, but if you want to work out with Deshaun Watson, that's that's cool. But do you think that that offense regresses this year? This this next year? I just, I mean, I guess they're. Or is he more comfortable there? I, I guess the head coach at Auburn and the offensive coordinator at Auburn, you know, they're they're homies and everything. But I just, we know how we know how the head coach at Auburn works. Right, he, it's gonna be his offense. I just don't see it. Like, he's not gonna keep his hand out of that cookie jar. That's like putting Kobe and LeBron on the same team, right? Well, he he probably got the right guy because it's gonna be a you just shut up and color, and <laughs> <laughs> we can go play some football. Just shut up and color. I like that. And also, in other news, over well, this was this was today, I believe. Uh, Grayson Gunner. Yeah, enters the transfer transfer portal, which is really interesting when this came through for me because 
I saw him as a bright spot when I was go- watching Kendall Breyer stuff. I was like, man, they use the H very well, and I feel like Grayson will do. And then this, I was like, well, <laughs> here's your time, Henry. <laughs> so, do you do you think he goes to San Antonio? That's definitely. I mean, it seems he. It was very touching his statement that he made uh, when Lunny went over there, and right. I think it just kind of. It's just a matter of when. I think that's pretty open shut, and he'll he'll probably be a stud down there. Honestly, well, like you said, I mean, he had the opportunity to be a stud here. Mm-hmm. I mean, me personally, I'm I'm I didn't like seeing it, you know, because you know he he has skill, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be Hudson's. Yeah, well, watching watching Kendall stuff, and the H has to be very versatile, and has to be very physical, and there are some downsides with under but i mean in terms of the fit hudson seems like he will fit in there perfectly and we just again go after some uh i don't mm-hmm. think mark henry has produced anymore so they're think, done yeah well i thought there was one coming up in like eighth grade <laughs> I, th- I think there's a daughter i think there's a younger daughter but <laughs> well i mean i mean she probably got skill you got pads let's go <laughs> no <laughs> let's go do it no, that but you know we were kind of surprised last year. There were plenty of opportunities for Hudson to get in there, Hudson Henry, and um, it's it's hard to say. You look you look back at those and you kind of for you you forget everything that happened football wise with us last year, and you look at some moves that were made with personnel, and you're like, that makes sense, you know, saving him, building mm-hmm. something here, but then you kind of like pull the cover all the way back, and you're like, the hell is going on here, and I don't. With how that thinking, team was built, honestly, everyone should have been available. You shouldn't have been. Yeah, saving exactly. Anybody. That's what I'm saying. That's Where what you I'm were saying. at with this program, you don't give a crap about redshirting them or anything mm-hmm. of that sort. You can have that conversation with them as a player, and if that's something that they want, which is very rare, I would imagine, because as a competitor, you want your snaps. You, you want to play. You yeah. won't be in there. So yeah, I don't. I I I didn't get it. You should have went in there with basically a clean slate across the board every position should have been up maybe besides scooter yeah so. yeah i agree with you 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 were able to say it i was trying to give this beautiful analogy of you know pulling the blankets back on a bed and all that stuff and, oh shit, there's a spider yeah type of thing but, you, but then you, you just, then you, you jumped right a, in there then you thought of a spider and you're like oh man i just yeah cringe i, I peed a little yeah open a bed there's that. a there's a camel spider there and it's game over I told you I'm not scared of those anymore. <laughs> Why? Because they just they just want to hang out in the shadows. They just want to chill in your shadow. They just want to be your buddy. I was enlightened, dude. I'm They're like, just you as know what? big as a hubcap and want to hang out in the shadows with you. Me and you cool, bro. We That's cool. the start of every serial killer movie ever. Well, a spider? No, just hang out in the shadows and oh. wait. <laughs> you, yeah, your wife and you watch some Criminal Minds, right? <laughs> it's always <laughs> in the shadow. No one ever sees that shit coming. Um, hey. Why don't you uh why don't you do that right here for me? No, oh, okay. Yeah, this I don't know if it's even okay. Mailbag is, is it even mailbag anymore? Because this is just your what's addressed Andy for real real quick. Well, it's in the mailbag. Um just wanted to point out to you, Andy, first of all, he said Merry Christmas. Uh Merry Christmas to you too. Hope you had you and your family had a good time. But he's in the bowl pickums with us, and he said that uh after his Merry Christmas, he's trying to soften us up is what he's doing. You. He said, yeah. He said, check the standings of the bowl challenge. Your boy is in first. You can go ahead and call the engraver. Referring to, of course, if he wins, we said we would get him a trophy. But he's not in first, and I need you to explain to him. A tie. It's a, two, it's a tie. It's a tie. You ain't got that locked down, Andy. So who, actually, who, who's he tied with? Me. So it sounds like my boy is tied for first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like what you did there. But that no, come on, Andy. You, I'm not even happy with it, to be honest with you. I want sole possession of and you're over here bragging about sharing it. Mm-hmm. You ain't there yet, boy. Get back to the kitty table. Yeah, I'm just out here coloring. Don't worry about me, none. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> shut up and color. <laughs> I'm just, uh, but he, I'm just shining the fancy football championship trophy. That's yeah, all. Yeah, man, you owned it. I'll give it to you. But uh, he also brought up uh, Browse is great news, but getting Boyd back is even better or even bigger. 
I'm kind of right there with Andy. Like that, you know, Browse is good, but getting Boyd backs. But Andy says we win five to six games now because of Boyd. I'm, a, I'm kind of like at four or five. It's tough to find those six. We're it is. At the it really schedule is. And we can't harp on that enough. Uh, and we will when the off season, you know, when the spring comes around, and we do our way too early because I feel like that's probably going to be a staple to us because. Yeah. We're, That's what started it all. We're sneaking up on a year doing this thing, man. Mm-hmm. February. February 14th. You going to be busy that day? L- a little bit. A little bit. A little bit busy? Okay. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. We'll we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> <laughs> Luke says uh, Notre Dame is an obvious win. I'd love that. I would love if it was. I love the Kool-Aid that Luke's drinking. Luke, Luke stays on. It's like an IV for him. I thought I was bad. And then... Married into this family, and Luke came into my life. <laughs> hey, it's what I tell my stepdad all the time when anything's going on with mom, and he tries to give me shit for her, like your mother. Like, hey, I didn't have a choice; you did. <laughs> you picked that one. Come on, <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> I didn't get to pick that one. But no. Uh, well, for for in my defense, he was like, you know, in Eastern Arkansas for the first three years of my life, and which in is this why family. he's such a freaking Little Rock fan, like <laughs> playing a War Memorial. He likes that concrete structure. So, man, you just, <laughs> I, I just don't know what You have happening. him with you today. Are you okay? Yeah, I might not make it out of the recording. So. Like, I feel like today needs to be the day that more shit is spoken about <laughs> Luther. Sometimes we take shots at I him. I just need to look there. at him eye to eye, huh? Yeah, just look him straight in his eye and be like, Well, see, that's hey, the look thing, him though. in the eye and go, War Memorial sucks. The, the thing about that is, one, he can bleep all this out and cut it all out. So we don't even know if it would get to the masses. And two, he can also do some editing magic where I say some shenanigans, like I don't say suey after a hog call. Because he's mm. done that with me, which is woo pig suey. Luke, woo <laughs> pig suey. Woo pig, Luke. War Memorial even- sucks. Even our boy Justin Moore says "woo pig." You telling me you disagree with Justin Moore? Oh the Justin man! Moore? Oh man! Do you go Hawks? <laughs> <laughs> woo pig. Yes, sir. But yeah. I'm not a slogan guy. I'm not a slogan guy either. And also, we're always talking about this dadgum uh, battle line rivalry yeah. going on, and it's picking up some steam. I'll admit it. But kind of on our side. I mean. We 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 definitely took some shots. Well, that's yeah, people. That's the Twitter folks. But uh, <laughs> so Drequitz was asked about the rivalry, and he said uh, the series with Arkansas will be a rivalry based on Barry Odom's higher and recent developments. And his response to that was, "Did you see signing day? It's going to be a rivalry." What do you think? Is that a is that a is that a shot at the kids more than it is the game, or is that a shot? at Odom and Davis because they flipped some kids. Now, maybe because he is, you know, into the SEC now, and he is obviously going to be a rival that we play for as long yeah, as he's, he's there at, you know, Missouri. And obviously I said that, you know, he was a guy that we should have been looking at two years ago. But I'll be the first to say it because I, I, I have said it. I was very high on Eli Drinkwitz to come here in some capacity. Thank God we didn't, because right now... Presser alone, right? Yeah, right now, everything's really showing out. Yeah, you watched his intro presser. It just, I don't know, something about the guy. This is all gut feeling. Win that sun belt, baby. Just, not even so much that. It's just kind of, like, how do you get recruits, (laughs) honestly? Like, I don't get how he goes into a home. Like, you you can sit down, you can watch Sam Pittman talk, and you're like, Man, that guy in your living room, he's going to, you know, he's going to get you excited and hype. But I I just can't see it when Eli comes into the room. And then, you know, this shenanigans, he's kind of showing his character of this deal. And then also the stuff, you know, wanting to do some shadiness and want to, you know, switch a guy that you said you want to have a running back and you switch him over to a linebacker. That was your mm-hmm. whole intention. Like that, That's not a good look. And then. I'm thankful that we didn't get him. What if he beats us year one? He should beat us year one. I don't know. They ain't they ain't got a lot coming back either. That's gonna be the battle. That is gonna be the definition of toilet bowl. That, that might be true there too. 
And there is Luke right on time with his bandwagonness. Uh, not, <laughs> not possible for us to lose. Yeah. No, I was just curious when uh, the reason I threw that in here is because I was reading it like I don't know okay. how. Yeah, I don't know how much of a push they're trying, but they are definitely trying to make this a big game. Because for me, it, it will be a big game next year. I'll give you that. Next year, uh, but, I actually but is see it bigger, us winning it. Is it bigger than Ole Miss? No, it doesn't mean as much as Ole Miss does. Yeah. It's definitely not as big as Texas You can't A&M. have a rivalry like that, in my opinion, and be outside. across the conference. You, you can't be outside the, the division. Con- or division. Yeah. Now, you can sit here and have it backed by whatever insurance company you want, and you can put it in any pro stadium that you want. Mm-hmm. It just isn't going to have the same. Now, they're probably going to get a decent turnaround for Arrowhead. Yes, I will be one of yeah. those. But yeah, it'll be it'll be a big turnout. It's more, that doesn't mean it's because it's a rivalry, though. It, it's more me personally. It's more the fact that I get to see the Hogs inside a pro stadium. Exactly, that's all it is. I mean, uh, the people will go there because it's going to be in Missouri. Like you, like you said, cheaper opportunity for people to get into a pro stadium if they've not been to one mm-hmm. because Jerry's ass is too damn greedy to lower price as much for it when we're at the Southwest Classic, but I don't necessarily, uh, I mean, that, that is what it is on that side of it, but we can probably have a whole dang show on third party ticket sellers, stub hubs and the ticket masters and all those that yeah. grime those up real quick. And then you're left holding a bag or the fact that foundation, like I've got, mm-hmm. I've got some deals there and donations and that whole deal. But anyone that's know that, that knows how that is. I think that the that we're gonna beat them next year though. I really do. Has honestly it has nothing to do with a whole lot other than the coaching changes and their big star power quarterback, uh, Kelly Bryant, what did he do this year? I mean and that was their go to and the he you know Yeah. Did he what did he, did he even throw for three thousand yards, I don't think. Yeah, I mean But they, uh huh. Yeah. The Kelly Bryant stuff's weird. Yeah. Like hey, Whatever you passed up on Arkansas or Arkansas wasn't ever in it, but Missouri was a weird choice because I don't think you can go look at that program and be like, they're going to put me in the best position to go pro. Well, you, you damn sure don't leave, and nor were we at that point. No. Maybe a little bit bigger profile school than Missouri, in my opinion, but that could be biased. I don't know. I just don't see Missouri as a appealing place in well, the again, sports you world. Know, not to dive into Kelly Bryan going to Missouri too much, but it was also you were staring at the fact that you will possibly not be in a bowl game. Like, you might not be yeah. able to go postseason. So even in your best, wildest dreams, you did actually make a run in the SEC and that you maybe had, again, you're smoking some wild tobacco here and that you're in a college football playoff chance. Then the NCAA goes, eh, sorry, a week before they announce <laughs> those bowls and you can't even go to a playoff game? Right. The uncertainty factor, for sure, but what I was getting but to the is the NCAA, fact that you leave. or the fact, and this strictly hypothetical, NCAA is corrupt enough that they would be like, "Yeah, we'll just wait till next season to hit them with the postseason bang," because they wouldn't. Because of the Kelly Bryant sweepstakes, Kelly Bryant alone transfers out of Clemson, gets a shot to go back at Clemson or to play Clemson. They would have done that just for sales alone. Yeah, they the, the storylines are built in right there, and NCAA would have just closed their eyes and. Waited till next off season to be like, oh yeah, you can't, you're not gonna be bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, point I was getting to is, uh, you don't leave Clemson, a place like Clemson, a place that Dabo has built, like Clemson, and go to Missouri mm. for just any reason. Does he get Something drafted? Kelly Bryant. Yeah, he will probably get an invite to the combine and work out as some other position. But not his like quarterback. quarterback he just I, I personally didn't think he was a quote unquote bad quarterback. Uh I think he still Clemson. goes I think he still goes quarterback, but it probably like draft wise, he's probably six, six round. Is he coming back? Does he have that was eligibility? A, was he a sophomore? I thought he was like a fifth year senior. I thought he was That's a grad transfer, right? We we need to we need to look that up. I'm sitting here talking about it. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm pretty Is sure he, the old boy that Jacked up his uh, knee. He's a senior. Was he a senior? Okay. Okay. Man, did he go to the playoffs as a freshman? He spent his first two years as a backup to Deshaun Watson. Yep. So, he left. He played ACC championship. Yep. Sugar Bowl national championship. Yeah. 
They, okay. That's when they lost to Alabama in 2017. Okay. Then 2018 gotcha. happened, and yeah. So anyway, um, so I guess he might still have technically a year eligibility somewhere. It might be, yeah, a, maybe might be a waiver situation, but yeah, not gonna happen. No, but yeah, he'll he'll go. Do you, well, it's kind of like a I don't know. He has intangibles. I don't think he's lost by you know completely trying to go as a quarter as a quarterback. But right. anyway, I don't know how the hell we got off on that stuff. We got some games this weekend, man. You just want to talk to the big ones. Well, yeah, hell, we want to talk about other stuff. We've got some games right now. Yeah, you want to talk about Eastern Michigan and their, what, they got the oil changemen, oil, the Jiffy Lube workers on the sideline right now? I thought you likened them to uh, the office. The office Dunder Mifflin warehouse employees? Yeah, I didn't know if I could make that reference. I guess guess I've already made offense. You've made plenty of office records. I mean, if anything, you have encouraged people to go watch it on Netflix where they take it off. I sure hope so. You only got a few more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just so sad. Yeah. So, so sad. But we got the big one, obviously. We got LSU and OU. Uh, on the Pick'em Challenge that we did, LSU was favored by 12 and a half. I actually took OU. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize, like, obviously I realized when I did it, but I went back today talking to my LSU buddy and was telling him that I had them. I had LSU and I ended up not. Now I'm a little nervous. I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like Hertz is going to go in there, guns blazing, and at least keep it close. Not win, but I honestly at least keep didn't. It close. I honestly didn't know that uh, CBS would like lock them in. Can I still change these? You cannot, man. It is done. It deal. is. It is. Yeah, it's official. So I guess I can say this. I've got LSU and Clemson on these. So Twelve and a half and two and a half. So. You took uh, LSU on the twelve and a half. Is that line moved? Probably has. Let me let me look at the current line on that. Yeah, you, you can get there quicker than that. But do you see do you see Hertz making this uh a little bit closer than like your gut telling you right now? Do you think that gets a little bit closer to uh So that line moved to thirteen and a half according to ESPN. Oh, and, it moved that way, and okay. Then Clemson is two and a half point favorite, so on the other side. Damn, Pittsburgh's trying to make me lose another game. I'm not even going to lie. I've been watching that with some eyes closed. But, hey, you ain't doing too good, uh, Air Force. We got Air Force going up against Mike Leach and them Wildcats next year. Uh, I think that's tomorrow. Hey, I took your uh, – yeah, that's tomorrow at uh, 8.15. Hey, the I triple took... option can mess you up, but Air Force also plays around and actually throws it out of there. Like, <laughs> I can't remember. I think earlier in the year they had their quarterback go eight – for nine against New Mexico State, and he threw for 300 yards and, like, four touchdowns out Sounds of eight like passes. On road to glory, baby. Whatever. Come on now. <laughs> bring What? Bring NCAA into this? <laughs> you love talking NCAA. Uh, I took Air Force. I'm kind of surprised Air Force is only favored at this time. If it might have changed a little bit, but by two and a half on what we picked, I took Air Force mainly because how Washington State's bad. He got a... Or got an extension out of that, yeah. out of a six and six season. If that ain't freaking Jeff Long and Brett Bielema, I don't know what is. Yeah, you're you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or we're sorry if you're Washington we're State out fan. We're extensions we... left and right. Yeah, if you're a Washington State fan and somehow you're listening to us, we're sorry. I don't, I don't necessarily know. Arkansas definitely did you guys like that. So, yeah. But yeah, here, I'm here's what's gonna. I I can't believe it, but hey. I got an opportunity to talk some Air Force football, so I'll go with it. They're going to take the air out of the ball and, you know, just don't let Washington have it. State's and not built that way. To... You're, you're going you're gonna to be able to do that. Chunk them out three, four yards of run and take that time of possession. Mm-hmm. But who uh, who you thinking is going to be the one to watch in the LSU-Oklahoma game? I'm taking Hurts because I feel like he – I think his uh, Cinderella story, if you will, was – in his mind, destined for Bama in this mm-hmm. situation, which he doesn't get. I'm sure he has some built-in hatred of LSU. He played them for all those years. He probably doesn't like them, but that's where I'm at with it. I think Hurts is going to be the X factor, not because he was a Heisman finalist and all that, but simple fact, when the season first started, I thought the way he was playing, I'm like, this dude is on a mission. He's trying to prove some haters wrong. Um, he's kind of been a little bit of a turnover uh, issue for OU probably 
probably the one reason they lost that Kansas State game. But you got anybody you're looking for to just go off and Burrow doesn't count? Well, I, I honestly think it's the opposite on that side of things. I think Burrow's lovely story that has been hyped up and obviously captivating, you know, finishing off with a Heisman is a great story, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, they're talking this whole small kid from Ohio and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like we've heard a story of a guy from Ohio way too much. But anyway, <laughs> I think he kind of gets hit in the jaw a little bit and LSU has to rework it. And I think the points come from unfamiliar faces. And it's going to be more of a rushing attack that we really haven't seen from LSU because they might just have to rework it. Well, no, hold on, hold on. Arkansas has seen it from LSU, but all the other teams that they played haven't seen it from LSU. Good Lord, have we seen it. I don't know that guy's name. Something Claire, Sinclair, the running back guy. And I think think OU kind of allows that looking at him. You think what? Uh, the rushing attack being, I think mm-hmm. their rush defense is you know, probably the weakest one out of these four. Explain this one to me. Number one seed gets the early game? What's up with that? I don't know. People that make Arab- way more money than us made that pick, man. <laughs> I just don't understand it. It's um, It's got to be a location-based deal. So. Well, there's a Peach Bowl and Fiesta Bowl, aren't both, both of those in Florida? No, or is the it Fiesta is in Arizona. So you're going to be yeah. on that mountain side, right? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I still don't like it. But then we got uh, Clemson-Ohio State that evening, as we just said, in the Fiesta Bowl. I am pulling for Dabo and Clemson so hard in this one. Yep. This is definitely can... one of those ones, like, I can sit here and wonder and why, why Clemson, you know, because they have slept through their whole schedule. Mm-hmm. that was what afforded to them. But, hey, they won the games they were supposed to, and they won them like they should have. So finally get to see you against a real opponent, and I think you'll take care of it because I just – you eliminate one guy with Ohio State, right? Yeah, you get rid of Fields. Just treat them like Georgia did and get them out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I actually have a – I guess Chase Young can affect your game a little bit, but – but you, see, yeah, Chase Young's a beast, but you can definitely game plan for guys like Chase Young. You can't yeah. completely remove him from the game, but you can definitely take advantage of his aggressiveness off the edge, make him feel all uh, night long like he ain't getting blocked, and just he'll he'll run straight up the field while you're going underneath him. Yeah, a, a elite pass rusher and a defensive end player isn't going to single-handedly win you a game. No, disrupt it, like you said, but he won't single-handedly take care of it. But Clemson and uh, Trevor Lawrence, I feel he probably thinks he might have got a little disrespect this year. You know, he came in as a Heisman favorite and didn't that, really have a bad season. But that faded away real quick. And yeah, it did. And the I mean, guy that deserved it won it. But he threw he threw four picks in a game, and that's just really tough to overcome that. on that side of things. But he did finish strong. Right. Again, yeah. he beat the people like he should have, how he should have. just you can't. I mean. You know, Dabo sat there and said, you know, we beat we beat South Carolina and South Carolina beat Jordan in that whole, what is it called, the property of that one. But it, it doesn't work that way. You just beat the teams. Mm-hmm. Dabo got a little lippy this year, didn't he, towards yeah. the end of the year? It's whatever. He's a little offended. Still like him, but he, you know, he, he chirped a little bit too much. So we're both taking uh, LSU and Clemson. Mm-hmm. We actually, wanna wait we we wanna wait on that one or are you just gonna go ahead and who's your who's your national champ? It's gotta be LSU, man. They LSU, just, huh? They look they look so good. They're complete. They are one hundred percent complete. It's you're tough to find a weak spot on that team for sure. I, if there is a weak side of the ball, it's their defense, which is really weird mm-hmm. coming out of LSU. But uh yeah, I've got Clemson. I've pretty much thought Clemson was it since they beat Bama so handedly and you know, at the end of all this, Andy's going to be mailing us an engraved number one trophy from for Jordan. <laughs> so if you win, you're, you're you're shooting. You're saying right now you want you want Andy to mail you a trophy. Well, the reason he said break out the engraver is because he wasn't for sure how to spell my name. <laughs> he wanted us to go ahead and do it for him. Right. He wasn't sure. Get out of here with that. What do you got as your total score on this? Just out of curiosity for uh, your 
Ugh. Put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, there. you put me on the spot with that one. Uh, you know, you got to do the. I got to scroll oh, all can... the way at the bottom. Eighty-four. Eighty-four. I got seventy. So. Kind of playing it out in my head though. There's a lot of things I've tried to go back in here at least three times. I'm like, oh damn, it's locked in. Locked in. Maybe I don't know if we go back to CBS on this one. I don't know. Maybe we go back to confidence next year. Because you're not doing as well. No, not as not not because just because <laughs> I I thought we could change it, and maybe that's something I did in the settings, but could have been things. You're the commish of everything we do around here. Things change, you know. Before then, you know. Well, you're, like you're just doing the other games day, weeks in advance. Just the other day, uh, the BYU Hawaii game, I picked BYU to cover, and at the end, Hawaii was covering, mm-hmm. and I couldn't change it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about like, what kind of shit is that? What about Mississippi State? You got their players fighting, and you got their starting quarterback breaking his hand on and a teammate's helmet, most likely from the sounds of it. <laughs> and now you got Steven right. starting. Like that's definitely something that comes into play with the spread. And you're like, eh. yeah. You know, stuff like that, but that's a that's a wild story there. I'll be honest with you. Didn't see it? Don't know much about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I saw the The, the ticker you know, come, come across a notification there, but from what I read, a little scuffle at bowl practice and punches were thrown. And, I mean, unless he broke his, broke a bone on the dude's face or body, I, I'm I'm just assuming he, you know, Hit helmet or pad or something. Like, or he broke a dude's face, Dylan. That is a possibility. Well, there's nothing being said about the other guy. It's <laughs> just saying that he's not <laughs> You should have seen him is what's yeah. being said. You should have seen the other guy. No. He's on the IR, no, I too. <laughs> I wonder what happened. No, I, like I said, I saw it on the little, on the you know notification deal on the phone, but Bleacher Report just rapid-fired some stuff all day mm-hmm. long. And it's hard to kind of siphon through it all and see what's you know, worth reading and what's not. Half of it's LeBron shit, and no one cares about that. Kevin Hart getting a, uh, what's his Anthony Davis sitting in his lab. That was a funny meme made real quick. Yeah, yeah, especially, you know, Christmas time and everything of that sort, so. Yeah, that was perfect. Uh, hard to explain that one. You need to just look up Kevin, or Anthony Davis sitting in Kevin Hart's lap what, meme. Did you, did you see your boy... Booking it, uh, LeBron, to try to get in that shot. Had to be in the picture, he? had to get he in. had to be it. in that picture. <laughs> of course I saw that. I'll tell you what. I saw that so straight and narrow that I had to rewatch it three times to see the direction that LeBron came from <laughs> because he, he you know, he said uh, Davis fell in his lap, in Kevin's lap, and then out of nowhere, there's 23, balding and all, yeah. coming right in there. Like where the hell did he come oh, from? It was, he wasn't it, on the court it was during straight that play. Targeting. Hey, I will say he, this: he lowered his head and everything. <laughs> I will say this: so that new camera that they did, yeah, camera angles for the game. Did you watch any of it? No, I saw through it, yeah. but it was on the TV. Pretty sick. It's a sky cam, yeah, and it follows down the court, and you get different angles. Pretty now, damn. Now good. you know what brought the sky cam to sports? What the XFL. The sky cam wasn't it, a the thing. Yeah. Yeah. The sky cam was not a thing until the scrum. Yeah, nice. XFL. Speaking of, that kicks off in February. In, yeah, next week after the Super Bowl. So, but uh, did you see some of the salaries that we got going for like browse? No, um, I actually tried to look it up and kind of came up short. Yeah, so he's due to make a million dollars. And then his incentive side of it, I don't see any buyout stuff here. So I'll have to get back on you on that side of it. But his incentives, i.e. an SEC championship, is worth one month's salary, which is 83000 And then various bowl games are worth other amounts. We've got Barry Odom, who's due to make $1.2 million. And um, let's see. We will be now one of five schools that have multiple assistants making a million dollars annually. All you got to do is win the SEC championship, bro. Yep, the new coaches, Carter and Rhodes, they will be making $225,000 annually. Justin Stepp will be making about 400000 and Brad Davis will be making 550000 So That's some serious dough, man. Mm-hmm. Those position coaches, I don't, I don't know what those rank up nationally, but that seems like some pretty, pretty solid cash. 
Yeah, so hopefully we can actually keep them around because, like I said before, I feel like that's kind of been the downfall to the, some Arkansas programs is us being a stepping stone to somewhere else and not letting us kind of get over some of the humps that we've needed to be. Yeah. But that's kind of what I got to close out with. Some, I guess the sky cam nugget for you and uh, some coach's salary. What do you got for us? Well, I just want to put it out there right now. I uh, don't 100% know what's going on next uh, next week. New Year's is Wednesday, but um, I may or may not be on here. Oh, yeah. You want, I'll go ahead and give you time. You talk your motorcycles. I think it's probably about time. You talk your dark, no, dark no, dirt no. scooters. No, I'll talk about that when it kicks off next Saturday at uh, 9, or 9 p.m. on uh, NBC Sports Gold app. But uh, I'm, I might be hungover still is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, that is fine. Maybe is it, it fine? Maybe, maybe I'll do a show, solo show or we just uh, bring producer Luke into the fold. Why don't you and I take a day off and let Luke run this for a little bit? Ooh. We just call that the Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid episode? Yeah. Just all Kool-Aid. Yeah. Straight red. I, I was about to say full tilt. Not even going to lie. Don't do that. <laughs> well, for the JRD Hawkcast, I'm Dylan Lee. I'm Jordan Russell. Shout out to producer Luke Griggs right there by me now. Hey, there he is. <laughs> you can hit us up on our voice and call line, which is 479-308-8605. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at JRD Hogcast. For the JRD Hogcast. Voice and text line. Voice and text line? What? What do we got for me? You said voice and call line. Oh, whatever. Let's do it. Let's They're do the it. same. <laughs> text and voice. Whatever. As always, and until next time, woo, pig, suey. To the best seats in this place And when my team takes the field I won't cut you any slack I'll be cheering like a schoolgirl won't be